0: Hello and welcome to the Vsuit podcast. It's been a little quiet on the recordings front, but the calendars and planets have aligned to bring you this, episode 29 of the audio-only virtualization show that contains no horse and only trace amounts of bull. Joining our regular host tonight is Greg Robertson. Greg was in short trousers when most of us started ninety, but since then he's moved to the UK where he's a consultant with Extrovert and an occasional Chelsea
1: supporter. Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Nice to have you on yeah very nice to have be able to come on guys
0: <laughs> so uh, so how's, how's it going you've been um, been with extrovert a while now um, and I, I believe working with uh, the old band of virtualization himself
1: yeah mr grandpa Darren
2: Robert what you you guys didn't get married did you no Roberts there yeah I know I'm'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm...
1: Losing my mind. It's 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 okay. it such a long day.
0: <laughs> so you guys pretty hectic. Have you? I'm guessing quite some of you a lot have gone off to um, partner exchange or is, um, is it still all hands to the pumps.
1: Um, mainly all hands to the pumps. There's only been two of us that have actually gone. Um, so the the sales director's gone, and then one of our new joiners he's gone because he's actually defending his VCDX. Ah,
0: right. It's a so, pre- yeah. pretty good reason to go. Um, yep. I must admit, you know, it's it's a, a show that I've never been to. Um, I've been to. I mean, they kind of do the uh, European V Forum as an equivalent, but it's not really the same sort of event. Um, and I suppose it'd be interesting just to see what the, the difference in atmosphere is between it being a, a partner event and an end user one. Um, I know there's obviously going to be the commercial aspects towards the partner side of it, but part of me thinks that it could be it could be slightly less social in that sometimes people from other partners are going to be competing for the same business. So there's a, a little bit of, a, of an aspect of, you know, it could potentially be, be less friendly. But then again, if you're with a group of people that you know from the community and from Twitter, then I think you probably tend to ignore that
1: sort of thing. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I, I went to partner day... I'm sure one of you, one or two of you guys, have also gone before VM Worlds. Partner days okay, but I, I don't know. I, I always found the the normal sessions a lot better than the partner day sessions. Um, I, I don't know why. Maybe because I'm, I'm not. I'm obviously not very interested in sales and figures and things like that. So normally I like to hear about the tech. So I, I mean I, I don't know. As I, I've never been to PEX either. So. I don't know what it would really be like. I mean, I saw they have quite a few cool sessions there, but
0: I don't know I mean, whether whether it's used as a, almost a warm-up for VMworld And it's just yeah. kind of assumed that the people that they're interested with they're going to be working for a partner anyway
1: possibly okay. I mean, it's I don't know. Yeah, I think a lot a lot of the stuff they seem to be going over I looked at some of the sessions a lot of the sessions did seem to be ones that were even run at last year's Worlds. so I don't know, and I mean, also with it being in Vegas, you do wonder how many how many people are actually going to be in the conference.
0: Yeah, the 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 cynic in me just sort of thinks, oh, Hang on, says it, just an excuse to go to Vegas. Um, although I, I'm told by colleagues of mine and uh, you know sort of pe- other people within the industry that they have to go when you have to go to Vegas for um, an event, it actually stops be- becoming fun. Um, and the amount of people that are now bored of Vegas as a result of uh, having to attend too many conferences there is surprisingly high.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, I've, I've never been to Vegas, so maybe maybe I would enjoy it. Who knows?
3: Well, the first time you generally do, and then by the, maybe the second time you get really tired of it really fast. Just me, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I can see how that would happen because, okay, so yes, it's a 24-hour kind of town, but at some point you, know, you do have to sleep. Um, and then it's just going to annoy you, I think.
3: Yeah, it's like everyone, it's like almost uh, created to take your money from you uh, night and day non-stop.
0: Yeah, and you know, I guess there's going to be a limit to what you can expense as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although yeah, I, I'm sure I've seen people um have tweeted sort of bar tabs that you know that they've paid for like a a smallish party that they've had, and the
1: bar tab has run to obscene amounts of money. Yeah, I think I think a lot also a lot, especially in, in a lot of Vegas places. I know no matter what club you go into, um, American Express always. If you want, if you're going to be able to put out that you can use American Express cards, then you have to actually give the name of the actual establishment so I know I know for a couple of years ago people were using their american express cards and hoping that the name on the on the receipt was going to be a lot different from actually where they went and then they found out to their detriment that it actually showed the real name so yeah
0: <laughs> it turned out to be a house of negotiable affection exactly
1: <laughs> so then I, th- I think a lot of people all of a sudden started paying their own expenses and realized yeah you can't really get away with having somewhere with a with a different name on your receipt
0: yeah. but do i mean do you think there's enough content to do in the same way that there's a, a VMworld year um is there enough content to do a full partner event or is it worth just you know for those European ones having a a, a bit of a an annual vegas jolly um, for a smaller percentage of people because surely if it was in Europe and it was a the the costs of getting there were going to be a bit lower, then you might be able to send more than just two people to it.
1: no exactly i mean that, that that's that's also the problem they put it all the way in Vegas and the the flights and staying over there and everything else it, it is a lot and especially i mean. I work for, you know, Extrovert, which, but we're still a relatively small consultancy compared to the size of others, and it's, it's also a lot of money. And obviously, if you if you're not billi- if you're not billable, then you know that's not always great for a company. So, yeah, it's it, it's it's a fine balance, I guess. But, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But then again, is is it an event for the techies, or, or, or although there are technical bits there, is it primarily aimed at? The, uh, the business development type of people that you know,
1: yeah. doing more of the sales and the relationship side of things. As I say, if, if I based it on what partner, the Partner Day at VMworlds were like, then yeah, it's going to be a lot of sales and oh, we've now got this new product, great, let's hear about Horizon for example, you know the whole Horizon suite's been released yeah. a couple of days ago and that's all great, they're going to give you an update but then most of it's going to go, well this is how you sell it. And yeah, so that, the that, update, high the level reason. overview, that's, this is wonderful, you
0: can sell it because of this, and it's going to make you lots of money, and yeah. everyone's going to be happy, um, whereas what you actually want is the harsh reality of how do you deploy it, um, and that, when you yeah. deploy it, is it actually going to work?
2: Yeah,
1: we're the ones that have to actually go in and deploy it, so it's it's all, it's all great that you know someone hears, oh, well, here's a brand new Horizon suite, and it can do all these amazing things. But then, you know, we're, we're the ones who are having to deploy it and make sure that it integrates into existing systems and things like that. So, I mean, that's that's normally what it is. And uh, I, I was at VMworld last year, and a lot of people even think the VMworlds are a bit of a jolly. When you say to them, no, you know, there is some parties in the evenings, but most of the day, you're actually going to sessions or you're in the hands-on labs. Yep. You know, some people don't believe you on that. Now, obviously, there are people that go to these Conferences and don't go to a single session and do have a bit of a jolly, but uh, I don't know. I, I whenever I've always tried to go, I've always tried to at least get into the hands-on labs and learn new stuff and get questions answered. So yeah, you know, it's definitely the place
0: to you know if you have got a burning issue that you can generally speaking find someone to answer it. Not necessarily, you know, and depending on on the. Uh, the the nature of the issue it might not necessarily be someone from VMware that answers it. It might be a third party vendor. It could be a hardware yeah. vendor. Um, the chances are that you can get to talk to someone who you wouldn't normally talk to. Um, well, first.
1: yeah, I mean that's the thing you're saying about the, you know the the partner exchange and everybody's competing against each other. Whereas at the VM worlds, I mean, I, I, one portion I always loved about the VM worlds is obviously meeting you know fellow virtualization nerds and chatting about it and also making those connections so that. You know from a VM world that this person's amazing at orchestrator, and you can, you know, I mean, I guess that's the whole joy of even the social media side of it is you can actually just, you know, tweet somebody and say, "Hey, I remember you were really good at orchestrator. Um, you know, I'm stuck on a client site and I have this problem. Do you have any idea?" And that that's really beneficial. I've yep. always found of knowing knowing people who are really good because you, you can't know everything. It's impossible. Whereas knowing people who are good at stuff or having spoken to someone who's said, oh, well, you know, I, I learned this or I've picked up that, then you, you can always tap into that knowledge.
0: True, true.
1: Uh, but do, do you think
0: there is less sort of uh, cooperation potentially between, you know, if you work for Reseller A and yeah. uh, someone from Reseller B drops you, you know, a, a direct message on Twitter and says, oh, I'm really stuck with, with this problem. And part, you know, obviously being a nice human being, and mm. generally you think, well, yeah, I'll help them. But then there's sort of the the other voice on your shoulder saying, "Well, hang on a sec, he's being paid money for this." Yeah. Uh, there is, I think there's potentially a limit, obviously.
1: There is, yeah, there's probably a limit. I mean, you, you would, I would always try to help out somebody, um, but there, there is a limit. I mean, uh, funny enough, talk about limits. I mean, I, I'm a VMware communities moderator. The amount of times people will go and they'll put out, well, I'm building this whole data center. Tell me what I must do. And yeah. that, you, you can never do that. You know, there's, there's loads that seem to be coming up with that, whereas there's other ones where people just ask, specific questions, and those those people you're more happy to help because everyone also has day jobs, so you don't really yeah. want to spend the time. And it's it's kind of the same thing. If somebody comes and asks you to give you give them, you know, your whole install document of how to do vCloud Five that's that's you know that that's intellectual property. You don't really want to give that away because yeah. you know that's paying the bills. Whereas if someone says, "Oh, well, I'm having a very specific problem." And you think well that's not a problem i can tell you this little piece that i learned and to save you time so i guess it's always the balance uh, yeah. That's
2: the same thing regardless of what we do i mean we all of us publish a lot of stuff that we do anyway yeah, and yeah. we can't control who reads them if they're competitors or not so
3: it, it,
2: you don't share your entire solution perhaps but you you might share some interesting tidbits that you came across while doing it and yeah, that's yeah. uh you have no control over who reads it anyway, and it's a part of the uh, of being. That, that's a big part of being a part of the community itself. Yeah, and the, you, the sharing. It, in most cases, you get way more back than you put into it anyway. So it's beneficial for you to share that stuff anyway. No, definitely. So, but and, and it's and, it's
0: always nice to see people, uh, not see sort of to point out of any, anyone specific, but to see people who. Maybe six eight months ago, were consuming information. Now, actually producing their own content is yeah, yeah. is always really nice to see.
2: Yeah, this is the same thing with with the kind of the PEX uh, thing as well. If if the main part of that is what is is marketing from let's say from VMware uh, regarding Horizon Suite. Yeah, uh, VMware is pretty good at actually doing that online anyway, and you wouldn't have to travel halfway. Around the globe to to get that kind of information, yeah, they do webcasts, they do internal partner meetings, they do uh, that kind of thing as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and I've uh, sat through a couple of the uh, the Horizon ones, and they're pretty good. But if that was what I got uh, served, as it were, uh, if I traveled to PEX, I would be disappointed by it. But if I got it in a two-hour webcast. Mm in the office or at home that's fine no problem
3: yeah well i guess one thing you can one thing you can take away from it if even if the content isn't so great is talking with other partners networking with other partners and so
2: yeah sure but then i would rather do that on BMW to be, to be honest okay so we did the same thing, we're a consultancy business as well, and we sent a couple of the uh, executives in the uh, over to Pax, and we didn't actually send any techies at all. Okay. So, so
0: perhaps it is just something for the alliances and the executive type people to go. And...
2: There is value in it, of course, there is. But I'm not sure I'm, I'm in the target audience, to be honest. After okay i i i guess
0: the, the only other person that you know that seemed to be important for was your your colleague doing his uh, vcdx um is uh, is it a bit of a shame that uh, you're not able to defend it yourself this this particular time around
2: uh,
0: <laughs> aiming to make it for vmworld
1: that's the aim yeah um the, there was talk of one happening happening in fremley in the middle of the year but not enough people were interested so that, that, that is the aim, if I'll actually make it there is a whole other question, but I guess yeah, I always try and do these things to try and force myself to learn, so that's the aim, but yeah, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've obviously got a very a very busy day job and then a heavily pregnant wife at the moment, so t- time's at a minimum, <laughs> so that, that's the plan, definitely, but yeah. Oh, you'll have plenty of 4
0: o'clock in the mornings to do some studying.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I, I can. I can do my design at four in the morning. So, yeah, I, I, that's that's the plan. I mean, it, it was unfortunate they were only doing one in Europe, um, because everywhere else seemed to have two. But you know, if they, they feel a lot of people from Europe go to VMworld, US. So, yeah. and that's that's fair enough. It's just yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to motivate going anywhere else. So, it's, it's a
0: bit of a sort of a chicken and egg thing, isn't it, is that yeah. you don't really want to put your design together until you've got a date, but then again, they won't put a date until they've got enough people with a design.
1: Exactly. And that, that's, that's that's the thing, is in, enough people need to be interested and, you know, a, a lot of people only really decide very late on that they want to do it, um, you know, there, there's a lot of guys. I'm, you know, follow on Twitter and they've they've just passed their you know, they passed their DCA a while ago, they've just passed their D C D and then I thought, Yeah, why not? Let me try put in my V C D X and they've never really thought about it before. And that's a thing that a lot of people might look and go, actually yeah, maybe I will try VMworld or maybe I will try somewhere else.
0: Then so, they read the application form.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then yeah, you go you go through what you actually have to put in, which yeah. I did quite a few months ago and <laughs> realize
0: how much yeah, time you see yeah. that second tweet with them, 500 watt no way <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. I've, I've decided that i want to do it but i've been I, the last year has just flown by without me actually being able to do the dca and the dcd uh basically because i haven't had the lab equipment to to prepare myself properly I, I, as far as i can see so Hopefully, that's uh, we're probably putting in an order, order from for some uh, lab equipment for me now at work. So hopefully, oh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, we had an we had an internal meeting today, and it seems like I will be getting what I want. So uh, and then I would have actual access to a proper uh, environment that I could play around with all the time, and that would make it a lot easier. Uh, so. My kind of VCDX uh, thing still stands as it is, but I've been delayed by probably a whole year just because I haven't been able to to get my hands on the equipment that I need.
3: With yeah. me, it's when your when your uh, months are broken up by travel every every four weeks to five weeks. It tends to studying seems to go by the wayside.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is, and th- th- I think for me, I mean, it's it's great, and you know, my extrovert do do support me in the studying, but it, it is a lot of your personal time. You know, you, oh, yeah. you can't you can't you can't really study at work, unless this for some, somehow it's quiet. And as a consultant, you know, that's never really it's <laughs> not re- never really possible. So yeah, it's always it's always your personal time that you have to try and do these things in. I mean, I, I must have spent. Fifty to sixty hours just practicing in my lab for the DCA, and that was that was evenings and weekends. And I, I was massively burnt out after my DCA. And You, you studied really hard for that. I
0: mean, Paradoxically, yeah. I probably did about
1: five percent of that. Well, I, 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 and the thing is, I mean, I think yeah, I I, I just really really wanted to pass it because I, I failed the DCA four twice, and only by a few marks. I just I really didn't want to fail it again. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe I, I don't I don't retain information like other people do, I, unfortunately. I mean, I, I, I put in so much information, so much time into my DCD, and I failed it. And I've spoken to some people who have said they've only read one book, and they passed it. So, I guess <laughs> it, it all depends on your experience and how easily you can remember stuff. I've got. I've got the memory span of a flea, so I <laughs> practice is quite a bit. Yeah.
0: Um, so speaking of labs, uh, it it appears that they may well be sort of this year's uh, Prada handbag of uh, of lab equipment. Is this this new hardware coming out from Intel uh, the so called the next unit of computing? Um, they appear to be slightly sort of beefy versions of a, a Raspberry Pi. So it's a it's a motherboard with a Processor on motherboard and takes takes some memory, um, and it's it's only sort of measures a few inches square. Um, about I guess it's about the size of an Apple TV. Certainly, if the Gen 1 Apple TVs, I think. Um, and you can they're currently they've got a Intel i3 in them, um, which is dual core, and you, they'll take 16 gig of RAM. Um, but they're silent, they're completely silent, uh, and they don't use, use much power. Uh, because they're they're all passive on the the heatsink side of things. And as long as you've got some shared storage, uh, you can have yourself quite a small little cluster. Um, There's been a couple of people, uh, Alex Galbraith, I'm sure Paul put the the link up in the show notes, has done a sort of a three-part blog on them. Um, And with some minor hacks to get the networking uh, running right, I think they could definitely be, you know, so last year everyone was buying those HP microservers and playing around with those. Uh, I think this year people are going to be be buying a few of those, and you'll see that'll be the giveaway at at um, user groups and uh, you know events. Instead of an iPad, they'll be giving away these. Uh, I think I don't know whether it's pronounced Nook or Nuke. Nook, um, the, these little Intel boxes.
1: Ouch. Yeah, I I read Alex's posting about it, and I actually spoke to him at the last London VMware user group, and he sw- he swore by them. He le- he said he absolutely loved them. So they look pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if someone gave me one. I I only bought my lab equipment about a year ago, so I don't know if I can motivate buying new ones. But
0: oh, you can always expand it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you always need a few more hosts. So. Yeah
0: that's the thing if you've got if you've got plenty of storage or if you've got you know good good storage for it um, but just need to expand the compute side I reckon it'd be quite a nice way because they're only a few hundred pounds each yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah I think you know they are probably be worth it and I, I'm sure it'd be worth uh, suggesting to, to marketing departments if they want to do giveaways I think it would be a good thing to start giving away because you know at least with an iPad when, when you get given a second iPad you're sort of not that impressed but if you're lucky enough to sort of get a second, second node for your cluster or a third node or a fourth node for your cluster you know it's not going to blow you out of the water with a power bill. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: it's not going to blow you out of the house with a wife going what the hell is this other computer because it's pretty small. <laughs> um, so yeah everything I think it's got everything to play for. Yeah. But, yeah, apparently you can even fit little... Uh, they'll take PCI, mini PCI Express SSD, uh, sort of, on, you know, on-slot SSD. So you could put, you could put some local storage in it. Um, but these currently... I think Compute might hold them back a little bit. Um, but they're not. I mean, they're not that expensive. They're probably about a couple of hundred pounds a node. So, yeah, $200 a node. Uh, add in a bit... For some memory. I mean, memory is cheap at the moment.
1: Yeah. That's no, not bad at all. I'd be tempted.
2: That'll look pretty funny next to my VMX. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the thing, surely. They, sh- they they look big enough, small enough to be able to slot into a VNX chassis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks, it looks interesting. A, silent is good. Wife acceptancy factors are good. So.
0: Exactly. So, there's. It's got a lot of things going for it, um, and I, I, I'd like to see see more of them being given away. So, to so, yeah, any any marketing departments listening in, the the hints being dropped. Okay, find find someone to start rebranding them. You know, you could have, for example, you could have green ones, um, or you could have ones with you know whatever extrovert logo on them. Um, I think it would be a great idea. Nice. Mm, I, of, I guess in implant- than iPads, much cooler.
2: Yeah, Intel should, should just put a a, a smaller cap, a small capital I in front of it, and everyone would give it away anyway.
0: Exactly, <laughs> so, the I nuke, or Nuki, even if you just put it at the end, it'd be much
2: better. <laughs> I <pope>. no, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's having a reboot. Um, so yeah, that's I, I think that's definitely going to be the next the next fun thing to see see in the labs. Uh, combine it with some good storage. Uh, I think the the next next one to do will be to come up with a nice way of doing uh, fast, high capacity shared storage that's cheap. I mean, I've just upgraded my uh, the the paving slab that I have to carry around with me as my my demo laptop. Um, so that's now running 32 gig of RAM, um, and I've just added a second 500 gig SSD to it. And they've come down in price a lot. I mean, sort of 200. I think I paid 250 pounds, I think for a uh, top of the range samsung 500 gig drive um which is enough for a fair amount but i think when you can get a couple of terabytes of ssd storage in something that's small doesn't use much power then you've got the perfect bit of lab ap- apparatus um i guess you know as that thousands of uh, solid-state storage vendors are currently screaming at their uh, their ipod um you know if you just put regular ssds in shared storage it, it doesn't work properly um, and they all die within nanoseconds, um, but you know, there, it seems that uh, there's a few new techniques they're trying to bring in to make SSDs more reliable. This sort of um, uh, the way they can fix the damaged oxide layers with a potentially a, a high current sort of microburst uh, to sort of rejuvenate it and uh, make it all wonderful again. Uh, sounds like a lovely idea. Whether it'll actually work in uh, in practice? Uh, is, is going to be be seen, but I think the storage is now the big problem for uh, for a home lab. Yeah. Have
2: uh, uh, any of you guys looked at that Pernix uh, or whatever however it's called thing? Oh, is that that's the
0: the guys that just came out as sort of stealth, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Uh, the VMware uh, former VMware guys doing uh, a storage deal.
0: Yeah. Um, it sounds like a way of making sort of a networked
2: Fusion I.O. Yeah, but w- without the requirement of specialized hardware like Fusion I.O. does. Yeah, it uh, okay. so It's So it's purely, it's purely software, is it? Yeah, as far as I, I could tell. I, I've, I've been in contact with them uh, trying to get uh, uh, a trial version or something when it's ready. Uh, and we'll see, I guess. But as far as I can gather, the point is that uh, you use uh, local SSDs or whatever in the uh, the server and they kind of uh, do a storage hypervisor kind of thing inside of VMware and re- redirects the storage traffic through that layer and reorganizes it before it goes out to the actual array. In, okay, in, so that's yeah.
0: using SSD as an IO cache rather than using, um, I'm reminded of your... Uh, in fact, I had to show someone your blog article the other day about using a SSD as host cache. Oh, right, yeah, um, and you know and how you can get more memory than you would currently do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, using it as an I/O cache, I, I guess is a slightly different uh, different kettle of fish.
2: Yeah, but you, you accelerate the writing, uh, especially the reading, uh, and then you just upload it, put it back together, and then stream it down to the actual storage array in the back back end of it.
3: Yeah, and they're calling it something, it was a really long description, like, software-defined, server-side, and a few <laughs> other things there. But, uh, yeah, it's inter- definitely interesting. It's a-
2: yeah, we, we had a Twitter discussion regarding that and V-volumes, didn't we, Chris? That would be uh, doing v vols on top of and having something like that in the front end of it. Yeah. That looks really interesting.
0: Yes, no. I mean that would certainly accelerate things, as uh, said. Uh, came across someone who who possibly grabbed firmly the wrong end of the stick when it came to the whole sort of vvol thing and you know, provisioning a data store per virtual disk, which oh. is pretty unique. Uh, yeah. um, and they seem to be happy enough with it, but I dread to think what happens if they've got to try and pro- provide more. Um, actually, more VMs in this particular environment, because they've got 300 odd VMs um, across 19 hosts um, in six clusters.
2: Okay, so let's let's count storage paths.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, 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 I suspect that storage paths are going to be a bit of a challenge coming forward. Um, but like, I just can't think how someone recommended that. Was either someone just got the wrong end of the stick when they took a recommendation, uh, misinterpreted it, and has done it, or someone genuinely believes that that's a good way to provision storage for a virtual environment. Um, particularly as this was coming, I believe they were using a VNX, so that would that wouldn't have been file, would it? You wouldn't have had separate NFS stores for each each volume, I hope, uh, <laughs> because well, you'd run out of NFS stores even quicker, I think. Um, but yeah trying to provision a a, a separate LUN per volume, which I suppose you would have done in the olden days. Um, But, you know, it's the the whole benefit of virtualization you're kind of lost out on. Yeah,
2: at at least the consolidation part of it. So, yeah. Uh, It's it's interesting how people read stuff at times. and sometimes you just get this kind of curveball that hits you from the from the side, where something you've never considered an actual way of doing it is somehow so, so somehow something that someone has set up, and you it, you just don't understand why. Yeah, that, uh, that's a part of the uh, the fun part of being a consultant is trying to oh, absolutely yeah. around, why are you doing that. <laughs>
0: And you know, sometimes it will be for reasons of sheer brilliance that, and you kick yeah. yourself in, Well, why hadn't I thought of that? Sometimes yeah. it's the other end of the scale. Um, yeah. but it, it's when it's the first one, it's actually quite a kick to find out, yeah, why didn't I think of that? That's fantastic, yeah. Um, which, which is always a lovely thing to see.
2: Yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of brilliance, uh, I was on the uh, the APAC uh, community podcast here last week, which. Uh, is recorded live, just like the VMware communities one, um, using Talkshoot. Uh, we also record DSoup live, uh, of course, but the thing is, with Talkshoot, uh, just about anyone could enter the, uh, the chat room. And, uh, in this case, uh, we got a bunch of, uh, I don't know how to put this, um, <laughs> weird characters into the chat room, uh, speaking about, uh, Mine and Mike Laverick's mother, amongst other things, uh, while we were actually talking. Um, And uh, that's—it's interesting to try to keep your keep your head while talking uh, serious stuff when people are actively trying to sabotage you and get their own political message across. So I'm glad we're recording this live, but I'm glad the uh, the chat room isn't live while we do it.
0: Yeah that would certainly be be something a little bit different not everyone gets
2: uh, gets a podcast uh, fully invaded. Um uh, we had them on the call we had them in the chat rooms it was um it, it was interesting. Mind so,
0: you, they, I'm I'm impressed they managed to connect to talk show I could never get on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but were they actually talking Christian?
2: Uh yeah uh before we recorded uh we had one of the guys on talking Claiming he was an IT guy, and uh, the Wikipedia Wikipedia article about him wasn't related to uh, his message uh, uh, okay. until his next question came along. Uh, but that was before we we actually recorded anything. So uh, we we ended up uh, getting them kicked out of there. But we had a couple of connections done to the call while we were talking, uh, without anyone being able to say anything. We they. We're able to, to create a bit of background noise um, and that kind of thing. But uh, other than that, we ended up actually being able to, to mute everyone except the ones who were supposed to be talking. So. Yeah. But it's a it's kind of kind of illustrates the perils of doing things live, I guess.
1: It is. I mean, I guess anybody could say whatever they want, really, in the background. I mean, it's 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 a danger of anything really live. I mean, it goes into conference calls of you know people who. Are making noise in the background. I mean, the amount of times we've had where you know people are <laughs> they'll they'll put you on hold. I mean, the amount of times I've heard it even on the the community's um phone call. That you know everyone goes on there and then somebody will go and put the the actual call on hold, and then they, you hear their music playing in the background. Or you, and I'm sure we've all been on a conference call where there's someone in the background who's Wandering down the street or in a bu- in a public place, and they've, they've never heard of muting themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's
0: amazing because you know generally speaking, the people on these conference calls are technical. They work in IT. They are able to power on, use a computer, but seem to lack the essential common knowledge, common sense to be able to operate the mute button. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah I mean, the same, same thing with the the expert community. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on! How difficult can it be to exclude? Uh, I'm out of the office message.
1: because of that that of the, the, uh, as I say, I'm a VMware moderator on the communities, and that there, there is actually an algorithm that is meant to pick that up, and I know it does pick it up quite a bit. But so, yeah, for, it's, it's the V expert ones seem to get through. I don't know if that algorithm isn't actually applicable to it. And the problem is, is all the other all moderators can't actually remove those. Only the owner of the VEXPERT community can actually do that. So those those links get actually left there for quite a while. Oh,
2: that's annoying. But it, it, it's a kind of basic thing that you would think that people would, uh, okay, you forget it once, but then you see all the other ones piling up in your mailbox. And you yeah. think, okay, perhaps I should check that on my own out of office message. Exactly. Perhaps that should should kind of trigger something. I mean, <laughs> this it's the same same thing with conference calls and people doing whatever uh, they're doing. Uh, I don't really care what they're doing. Just mute yourself. Come on. <laughs> Look on the bright side; it could be a
0: Google Hangout. You'd get to see what they were doing as well.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the reason the we're meeting. not doing video. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well,
1: it's, it is. I mean, it's. It's. I was on a. Funny enough, for that Horizon Suite, I was on an early access blogger program for it, and even there, at one point, they actually had to stop talking because somebody was making so much noise. And it's astronomical that you know this is this is even this is really in depth. Like IT people who have been you know included and invited onto this call, and there's people making loads of noise in the background and. it's unbelievable, I mean, you would just, yeah, you would think that IT people would know to mute themselves, I mean, it's, I don't know, it it defies my mind that people can't think about muting themselves on these things, and I mean, I've been on far too many conference calls where, yeah, people are doing stuff in the background, and I, I know there's some people who now I probably shouldn't say it seeing as my wife's heavily pregnant, but you know I, there's a lot of people that have their kids screaming in the background now, I know you can't control if your child walks in and makes noise and you're talking that that's understandable but it's it's that persistent one that I just can't understand
0: yeah yes. uh, there's, there's been times i've I've been on customer calls and uh, you know doing doing daddy daycare at the same time and then midway through a customer call, my three year old daughter will run in and go, Daddy, I've done a poo. Um
1: which always <laughs> goes down fantastically with the customers. Um yeah, like that's, that's fine. Time. You know, that kind of stuff you can't control. and everyone yeah. understands, you know, people work from home, you know, well not not, not if you work for Yahoo, but Yeah, unless unless you course.
0: work for Yahoo uh, where they have no conference calls, they are called meetings, <laughs> um and you have to stand in a room. Exactly. Um, you're you're not allowed not allowed to have your children around.
1: <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's I mean that that's understandable, but yeah, some people just take it too far and then it gets critical. I mean, I I, I do the, the MEO V Brown bags and I, I mute most people and then say, Well, you know, if you want to talk, raise your hand because I just can't handle the noise and also if you're recording it live, which I do for the V Brown bags. I don't want to have to go through and remove things. And it's it's a mission to try and do that. And especially if somebody's busy talking about something, you don't want to cut the presenter actually giving a good bit of information. So, yeah, I just mute everybody. And then if someone wants to ask a question, I'll unmute them or else it's just chaos.
0: Yeah, oh, it's definitely <laughs> So, yeah, jumping very quickly back to, you know, the, the new Luddites of uh, Silicon Valley, uh, Yahoo. So yeah. what do you think about that? I mean, the whole... So, uh, Marissa Mayer has said that no one can work from home, so there's no remote working. Because apparently that will work better when we're together. Um, This is presumably because Dropbox doesn't exist, Skype doesn't exist, conference calls don't exist. Any other form of remote working, they don't exist. Um, I I, I find it unbelievable, really. I guess Yahoo doesn't believe in the internet. Well, simply not perhaps they 've just got a really dodgy connection or
2: something yeah probably i don't i don't know I, since they're pretty much failing on the internet they might not trust it i don 't know
0: yeah they're, you know it 's crazy I mean working from home people people when they get used to working from home treat it as a not so much a, a right but it becomes a very very important part of their their work life balance um so much so that if you try to take that away i I know plenty of people who've had a similar thing um, condition put on, put upon them, and they've started looking for another job pretty
2: much I, the second I, that meeting finished. It, it it actually finally dawned on me. That's why the Pope is resigning. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> he so he, he, that home, he's he's got to go to church every Sunday. He's been banned from doing Mass from home. <laughs> or the room of his choice in the Vatican. <laughs> but, but anyway... Uh, That must be why. Okay, (laughs) so the next logical step is. Speaking of conspiracies, does Yahoo run?
0: (laughs) You reckon as a secret Yahoo uh, conspiracy to run the Catholic Church? Yeah, I think so. That must be why.
2: That's Mm. entirely
0: possible. But yeah, you yeah, know, I just think it's insane, and particularly for an internet company. I mean, a lot of people work from home because they live a long way from the office, uh, and they only took the job because they could work from home.
1: Yeah, yeah well, there was same for that Yahoo one. That a number of people, you know, when they were actually when they were actually um, you know applying for the jobs, one of the benefits and things they asked for was the ability to work from home. Now, you know, there's always some people that just want to be able to work from home one day. <coughs> And that, yep. that ability is really important, I mean, especially if, yeah, you've got a young family or, yeah, you, 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 you have a long distance to get to work and back. I mean, they were saying it time. wouldn't impact that many people, but I would imagine it would impact quite a few people, especially for an IT company. It's ludicrous.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, might you, um, perhaps, Ed, you can comment on this, that I'd say your average North American probably commutes a lot further than your average European to work.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. Generally, one hour minimum. Wow. Yeah, I'd say I, I
0: would consider an hour. But, an hour is not something just to obvious.
3: play devil's advocate for a second, I I have seen in the past, and so uh, where people take working from home is not really working. Yeah. I mean, a few. I mean, uh, I hate to use a weird cliche here, but, like, a few bad apples might spoil the whole group there. Spoil it for the whole group.
2: Yeah, Yeah, Is that a problem with remote working, or is that a problem with with work ethics as a whole?
3: Well, in in Switzerland, they would say that's a management problem. Ah, come on. You know, I mean, well, sure. But um, the thing is, is if you force someone to sit at a desk... Um, yeah, they might screw around, but when you come up to them to ask for something, they're available.
0: It's pretty hard for them to ignore you, yes.
3: Yeah, there's been situations where they're like, Yeah, I'm working from home. They try to call, no answer, no answer, no answer. Maybe two hours later, there's a response.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Um, but why should they then take it out on the entire workforce, you know? You, you must be, be able to sort of say to that but you know, the, the opposite of house arrest, office arrest.
3: Well, uh, true, yeah, that should be a requirement in, in hiring. Like, must be, if working from home must be available, must answer a request within X amount of minutes. Yeah. You know,
0: there, there has, you, you, you must be able to guarantee some form of SLA to your management to, you know, to use the sort of the hosting speak. Otherwise, there is liable to be management pimp hand. Uh, You'll still end up with
2: software-defined workers then.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this gets back to the whole virtual workers and perhaps a virtual pope.
2: Yeah, and it's all Yahoo's
0: fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but didn't did Yahoo haven't got anything to do with Siri, have they? Or perhaps perhaps it's going to be that that's the, their next thing. Is uh, that's why they have to have everyone in the office so that they can come up with the appropriate responses for the pope. <laughs> Well, because no, you know, it would be really bad if the Pope said something inappropriate.
2: Yeah, it's. It wouldn't be a. It wouldn't be like the Catholic Church doing something bad, and we wouldn't want that to happen, do we? No.
1: Cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just I just don't understand why they they feel they they have to get people. Working from high mean, the, the thing is I mean I, I've worked where it was it was on, I was on a support desk and they, they would they would actually want people to um, to actually be on OCS and if their thing actually went to away and they, they would have it set that if somebody wasn't moving their mouse for about a two, about a two minute period, then they would actually that would go to a away and they would actually get in trouble for it. And I mean, I don't know if the manager would actually sit there all day paying attention, but they would notice if one of their people changed.
3: I mean, yeah, yeah, that's
0: quite bad. Back
3: in the day when I was doing support, I used to have managers come to me and say, "Hey, can can you check on employee X and see if they're actually working on when they're connected to VPN?"
1: Yeah, I've had that quite a few times. Is it this this person's working from home? Can you actually tell me when their VPN started and when their VPN finished? So that, you know, and it is, I mean, that's the thing. People go, oh, well, I'm working from home. And then they actually look and they, I've had it loads of times where people have said, yeah, you know, can you, can you actually monitor this and find out, you know, did, did this person actually do this? Did they actually send any emails? Can you tell me how many emails they sent? That day, you know, if there were somebody who's I actually don't to think
2: that it. would be. Uh, I don't think that would be legal to do in Norway, right, to be honest. Yeah, I
1: mean, surely that's software-defined
2: torture or something, isn't it? Yeah, I I don't think uh, we we can do statistics and we can do uh, logging and stuff like that, but I don't think we would be allowed to uh, to actually use those to in. Uh, to measure uh, productivity in any sort of way, uh, and we would have to anono- anonymize it anyway.
3: Yeah. Well, Norway and Switzerland, yes, but I would say the U.S. and the U.K. probably function the same uh, in that respect. That yeah. everything yeah. is—if if, if you send an email, that's company property. That that type of type of deal.
2: You know, the sure. thing is, in Norway, if you send a, 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 an email with uh, your first name and last name in it. It's private
3: yeah same in Switzerland and it's actually illegal for you to look at anyone else's mail like if we wanted to if we had some kind of reason that we needed to look in an employee's email we need a a
2: court order yeah we don't need a court order but we need to actually inform uh, the 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 owner of the email and they uh, would be allowed to be present and have a representative with them while we do it and we would have to specify uh, beforehand what we're looking for.
3: Okay, well in a lot of these situations we have uh we've had uh had it where the employee is no longer available yeah for whatever reason
2: and then they pushed them off a mountain or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or just did a pope. Ran away. Yes. <laughs> Pull the pope. <laughs> but, Let's not start pulling popes on these <laughs> <people>. <laughs> Come on guys. Yeah. It's bad enough that Chris has a. uh, Oh, sorry. uh, Bad enough that Greg has a a, a spider named after me. <laughs> is I'm yeah, yeah, scared. Of really folks. named
3: after you, dude.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, Greg claimed it was. I don't know. I haven't met it. I I won't meet it either. so. It's possible I'm...
3: that was the same spider in my pants in Vietnam a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Saw you and recognized as an old friend.
3: Yeah. Oh, Christian. Wow. I'm glad you didn't bite my balls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't remember. Did we have we previously spoken about the um, American guy that outsourced his own job?
3: No, we haven't, but I also heard about that guy.
0: Yeah. I. I, I, I I couldn't remember it's been so long since we covered it whether it was on the, the last episode or not right. uh but you know speaking of working from home perhaps the yahoo ceo is, is paranoid about someone doing what this uh, guy in the states did who uh he was paid something like you know 100,000 a year and he uh spent 20,000 of that outsourcing his own job to but, china
3: but the, the funny thing is is this guy did it from the office yeah he was well, sitting at the office every day
0: Yeah, he went. um, So he mailed his secure ID token to. It was, I think, it was a web developer or something like that. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: He mailed his secure ID token to this developer in China that he was paying twenty percent of his salary to, um, who would then VPN in and do his work for him, Um, whilst he went into the office. And I believe the newspaper article said, watched YouTube and cat videos. pretty much all day
3: well come on uh-huh. cat videos are a classic be <laughs> yeah, I watch cat videos half of my day so
0: true yeah they're an essential essential part of uh, a modern working lifestyle yeah
3: <laughs> but, it, it, uh,
1: it, it, your your cat videos are a little bit different from everyone else's maybe <laughs> yeah.
0: they they come under specialist I believe <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: niche very niche cat videos <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kind of the only reason they found this out was that yeah, they were yeah. doing some firewall log checking, and they, you know, the firewall log said this guy was VPNing in from China when he was clearly in the office. I'm like this isn't right. So they did a bit more of an investigation, and, and yeah, found out that it was just someone happily working away, allegedly producing quite good results. Um, and funnily enough,
1: he's no longer working for the uh, the company. But, yeah, but uh, the, the crazy thing is, is that he had actually gone and he had outsourced it um, back out to China, but he'd actually outsourced it to a team of, like, Indian developers, uh, not Indian, but Chinese developers. And, I mean, oh, it was more than was, just a one-man band, was it? It was more, yeah. It was, there was a couple of them that he was doing it, and they were saying that like, this guy was obviously getting paid a fortune because he was a guru in Java, a guru in, like, almost <laughs> all the languages. And they were like, this guy's amazing. You know, he's he's producing work that for, of, like, a team, you know, he's, he's the best at 10 different pieces. <laughs> yeah, he actually had a whole bunch of guys in China doing it. And I think the, the whole funny thing was it is they actually looked at it and they thought, well, you know, for, for the price, he was obviously keeping money for himself and getting these Chinese guys to do the work. They were doing such amazing work. The, the next question is, should they actually outsource the work, seeing as these guys are doing it so well and for such... such you know, little cost. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, presumably, you know, hire someone back in the US half of the money to be the sort of the project manager or team team manager for. Yeah. And make sure they're they're doing the right thing and let them get on with it.
3: Also, yeah, it depends on what company he's working for, but he might get uh, he might get promoted in some some companies.
2: Yeah, yeah watching cat videos would do that. Cat videos will get you promoted.
3: This guy's the best cat video watcher we have. He's going to management.
0: (laughs) He's a guru (laughs) at it. And he
3: can do crafts. (laughs)
0: That's senior management right there.
2: (laughs) But but the thing is, it shows genuine ingenuity, though. Yeah. He's management material all the way. Yeah, hell yeah.
3: He's better than some past managers I've had.
0: Yeah. <laughs> more, more involved at least he's in the office yeah <laughs> he can work for Yahoo
2: <laughs> or the Pope
3: <laughs> well yeah with that final um, Pope mention in mind let's wrap up for this uh, V Soup. it's yep. good to be back I forgot that the number is
2: I'm all poked out so that's yeah. fine yeah
3: <laughs> I forgot the number guys you got a number uh,
2: it's 29
3: ok yep thanks for listening to V Soup 29 and uh Thanks, for, uh, thanks to Greg Robinson. Glad we finally got you on here.
1: Cheers, Aiden. Thanks for bringing me on, guys.
3: Thanks. So um, we'll see you next time, hopefully sooner than, uh, than later. And as usual, you can check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, or vsoup.net. Thanks for listening.